Welcome to the Calm Nights, Strong Days podcast. With over 30 years in the health and wellness industry, I've realized there's no one-size-fits-all solution for sleep and stress resilience. What affects one person's sleep and ability to handle stress is different for each of us. The stage of life you're in, work and home stressors, your DNA, genetics, upbringing, social life, and more all affect how your body handles stress and your quality of life. Join me as we explore a variety of tools, strategies, and solutions I've employed with clients over the years in solo episodes, as well as insightful interviews and experts. Together, we'll unravel more pieces of the puzzle, empowering you on your journey to calm nights and strong days. So let's dive into today's episode. Welcome to episode eight of the Burnout Expert Podcast. This episode is a big one for me because it is why I do what it is that I do. And it is about my son being born in burnout because of me. So when my son was born, this is my second son in this year watching the image that I do have on my screen right now. It's the youngest one, the, the little one there. He was born in burnout. When he was born, his skin had the worst case of eczema that our doctor said he had ever seen. He had major gut issues, projectile vomits. His moods were all over the place. When he got a little older, um, he could go from totally happy to instantly rage beyond tantrums, just rage for no reason and, or sadness. The rage would often be followed by sadness, or he would just have sadness on his own. When he got to the age of being able to speak a little bit before he was two, he would just cry in my arms and say, mommy, I'm so sad and just cry. And nothing had happened. And I didn't know what was going on. So he had depression. He had skin issues. He had gut issues. He slept a lot, lots of naps, lots of sleeps. I always said he was a great sleeper, but he slept a lot, always exhausted. Um, I have another son. I have an older son and I had a couple of miscarriages before him. And then we had him. I was pregnant three times in one year. And so that's three first trimesters. And after I had him, I was beyond exhausted. I was exhausted before then. I actually had my first burnout crash in my early 20s. And it's not like I didn't try to get out of burnout. I knew I was beyond exhausted. I isolated myself a lot from other people. I was a personal trainer and I would go to work and fake it in front of my clients, but I couldn't work out. It was my early twenties that this hit me. It was actually early on in my exercise and nutrition career. I was training for fitness competitions and it was my third competition that I had done probably three years into being a trainer, maybe four years. And my body crashed. Like, I just remember after that going upstairs was tough. 
All I wanted to do was sleep. Uh, my brain was so foggy. It took so much effort to think and do things. And I took out all of my tools. I continued educating myself. I was hiring friends who were trainers to try to train me. But as I was working out, my body would overheat my strengths. I just couldn't lift things. They would give me a weight to lift over my head and I couldn't do it. Not Couldn't actually isn't the right word. I physically could do it. It was slow, but it was a different feeling than when you don't have the strength and when your body doesn't burn out. I always describe this as if like I was moving through a fog of cement or thinking through a fog of cement where things just took so much more energy. So they would put a weight in my hand and I would start it and just felt like I was pushing through cement, even if it was like a five pound weight. Like it was crazy. I could put heavy weights on for clients and do things to get it there, but it was actually moving it through the motions that I couldn't do. It was so tough. Injuries would plague me that I couldn't work out. And I felt like such a fraud. Continued training, continued trying to learn, taking courses, expanding. Like I was on it, everything, nutrition, everything, exercise. I was learning and learning and trying to figure out how the heck could I continue to do all of the things that everybody said were needed to get you out of burnout? I didn't know it was burnout at the time. Burnout wasn't even a thing. I'm 49 at this time, and this was my early 20s. So we're talking almost 30 years ago. Burnout wasn't a thing. We didn't know what burnout was. We didn't know any of that these symptoms could even be linked. And it took me until after I had my son at the age of 39, so 10 years ago, that I started even learning what adrenal fatigue was, what burnout was, what all of these different words that people would use to describe all of this exhaustion and all of the stuff that was going on in my body, what it was and how to get out of it. But at the time, I was going to my doctor. I was going to my doctor and I was telling them how exhausted I was and how I was pushing and how my gut was messing up. I was constantly in the bathroom and they look at me and see this fit, healthy person. I've always had a six pack abs. Um, it, it just, I looked like I was constantly working out and I looked really fit and healthy. I mean, my eating was really healthy, but none of it was getting my energy back. None of it was getting me on track. None of it was helping me with my moods, with my energy. And so with pushing with my doctor, it was actually after I started getting a lot of colds and flus and I popped a rib from coughing so much and it wouldn't heal that they finally were sending me for x-rays and sending me to specialists. I would, I went to gut specialists. They took so many stool samples and I went to allergists to try to figure out why my skin was always reacting to things. And nobody found anything. Everything came back as if I was okay. I was all within normal standards. And once I had my second son, well, even after my first son, I was beyond exhausted. And then I was pregnant with my second son that I'm somebody who's always active. And I just, the couch, it's all I could do. I couldn't make dinners. I couldn't do anything. I was beyond 
beyond exhausted. And after my son was born, um, I mean, his eczema was unbelievable, unbelievable. Like it was everywhere under his nails, in his like, just all over his skin, everywhere on his skin. And I knew I had to help my son. At that point, I didn't know that it was linked to me. I didn't know that this was all burnout signs until one day I was listening to a podcast on adrenal fatigue. And it listed all my symptoms. And I remember sitting there and crying and being like, oh, this, this, like, this is everything. This is a mix of all my son's symptoms, of my symptoms, everything we tried. And my mama bear came out and I started, I went to my doctor and I'm like, look, I read this. There's like cortisol, blah, 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 all these things. So she checked my cortisol and my cortisol came back with very low, just like your cortisol is really low. I checked it. And according to their standards, it was 10% of what my cortisol should have been at. She's like, but you're not in like the lowest where we really have to worry. We'll keep an eye on this. I came out of there feeling frustrated and alone because my doctor's saying I have 10% of cortisol levels. Cortisol is what manages your stress. Cortisol is what manages your energy. And I was just, I wasn't in a red zone yet. I wasn't in Addison disease, which is what the lowest two and a half percent of cortisol is, which is where you are, your, your organs start, start decreasing. Um, you end up, you, you end up in the hospital, your, your organs start shutting down. And she said to me, you're not in Addison's disease yet. So we'll keep an eye on you. I went to different specialists, gastroenterologists, allergists. Uh, we took my son to gastroenterologists, to allergists, to all of these things. And like the gastroenterologist wanted to give my son antacids for life. And I started reading this. I'm like, at such a young age, like, oh, his bone density will decrease all of these things. I'm like, what the heck? The allergist just said, you know what? 50% of allergies, we never figure out what it is. And it was through my journey that I started understanding and realizing that our, our medical system is built on reactive triage medicine, which we need. Working with first responders, I mean, everything that first responders do in the field, what paramedics are doing in the field is reactive triage medicine. We need them. When we have diseases, we need the medicine that our medical system is, is built on, but it is not built on preventative. And I was really upset with my doctor at the time, but I've come to realize that they spend so much blood, sweat, and tears and time, so much time invested in triage reactive medicine. Whereas the holistic functional side is where they spend all their blood, sweat, and tears researching and studying the preventative side. Both are important. Both are needed. Right. And so I was going to my medicine doctor, my, my GP all of this time, asking them to do something that they weren't trained in. And I was getting upset with them and I'm not there anymore because I started then researching functional holistic medicine, all different kinds, gut hormones. Oh, I, I've done so many different things. I've worked on mold. I've worked on my methylation, the way that my body oxidizes things like all sorts of things. I've worked with different ones. And throughout this journey as well, 
I made mistakes. I believed some that said that they could help without understanding what it is that they do and understanding their training or lack of training. Also, what I did come to realize at the end of all of this, once I got my son and I out, and it was reinforced after starting to work with clients, was that there is never, ever going to be one specialty that is going to get you out because the way that stress hits our body, it hits it in so many different ways that it takes different specialties from different people in order to be able to help get you out. Now, there are certain things that should be done in a certain order to get you out um, at times, but that also is individual to the person. If your gut is firing so much, we often, if you're in a high stress state still, if you have not dealt with what is continually putting in you into a stress state, then every time you're in a stress state, your gut is going to slow down and your acids are going to slow down and your good bacteria is going to slow down and digestion capabilities, your colon is going to slow down. So no matter how much, how, how, how good a gut specialist is trained, if we don't also work on what is causing your gut to slow down, then they're only going to be able to make certain progress. Same thing. If we work on what's causing your gut to slow down, your gut actually releases so many different hormones and tools, serotonin, 90% of your serotonin, which is your happy, feel good, calm hormone is released through your gut. And if your gut's not working the way it is, no matter how much you work on a lot of the things that are putting your body into a stressed state, you decrease those. If your serotonin can't release, then you can't get as calm and happy and feel good. So there's so many moving parts that actually come together and work together. I spent years studying this. Um, and it started to make so much sense as well. Why my exercise and the nutrition that I had been studying for so many years, 20 years by this point that I had been studying was, is, is, is works really, really well once the other pieces of stress are there, but I was missing a lot of these base pieces of the puzzle. It's burnout is just so different for each of us. And it was fascinating when my son was six years old, we went to the doctor and he kept going over and over and over my son's body. There's some scars from his eczema, but the doctor kept saying it's gone. His eczema is gone. And it was fascinating just watching his reaction. And he looked at me and he said, that was the worst case of eczema I had ever seen. He goes, and most people never clear up their eczema. What did you do? And he sat down and started writing down things that I was saying. But the thing is, is that what I do is so different than his training that he started questioning a lot of it. Instead of looking at what was in front of him as my son's skin was healed and saying, hey, maybe there are things that we're missing. Or maybe there's other practitioners that we should be working with. And interestingly, my, my 
doctor's office that we do go to, the reason I started working with them too, is because they said they believed in holistic medicine as well. Cause I believed in this before all this started. I just actually didn't understand it as much or to the degree that I understand it now. My moods at that time, even like after my kids were born, I would get upset for the smallest things. My husband would walk in the room and look at me wondering, okay, what mood is she in now? Like, can I smile? Or is my smile even going to set her off? Right? Like it was horrible. My brain not functioning. And, but I pushed through, I studied and studied. And every time that I learned another piece of this puzzle of burnout, some of the brain fog would go away. Some of my energy would increase. Some of my moods would improve and I'd keep diving. And it allowed me to be researching more and studying more and taking more courses and learning more things and working with other practitioners. And the thing that came out of this is that in order to beat burnout, we really do need to think outside the box. There's no one's stress is the same. No one's. I was saying this the other day that somebody in our group, uh, in, in my whoop group for people who have whoop trackers, they were saying from the new stress monitor that it was driving. That was their biggest stress of the day. For me, interestingly, it's, it's often nutritional. Um, I've been craving kale and I made this kale salad with this really delicious wasabi cilantro garlic dressing. And there's something in that that's setting me off that if you look at all of my stress markers, my stress is high since I started eating this salad. I'm like, what the heck? This is a healthy thing for you. That understanding and knowing your stress triggers, we, I know I just got a message from somebody today who, oh man, a parent who I know they've been dealing with an ill, one of their parents is ill. They've been at the hospital night and day between their siblings. And their parent's spouse, their, their mother, so their father's in the hospital, mother is really struggling with being on her own. So between the three kids, they're night and day going around with that, like that's enough stress. And he just ended up having surgery himself, which as the surgery that he had is, is what I see often with first responders as well as gallbladder surgery. I see that so much with my first responders, that long-term stress. And then when stress just piles up gallbladders, we see that in a lot of gallbladders. But if we take that step back, we can start seeing where all of these other stressors are in, where their digestive system is off and where it's not, where it starts stressing out their gallbladders. It's just amazing. Like the amount of stress on them is, is astronomical right now. On top of the daily stressors of like me eating a kale salad, which is a very minor one, but all of these things add up, all of them add up the different stages we're at in parenting. When I'm working um, with different parents, different stages, when you have a toddler, your sleep is, or, or like a baby, your sleep is already a mess. And if your toddler isn't sleeping well as well, your sleep gets off. Whatever stressors your kids are going through as well, stages I don't have teenagers yet, but I have heard that that stage can be very stressful too, especially when they're out late at night or all of their hormones are off. There's so many different responsibilities when you need to be picking up kids um, and dropping them off before and after work in your commutes versus 
when you have to be bringing them to different sports, there's so many different stages that we go through um, struggles. I know I'm homeschooling one kid who is neurodiverse, 2E, highly sensitive. I have another one that really would like to come and um, homeschool with us next year as well. But then that brings a whole new dynamic of learning into everything as well. And a different stage for him because he is going to be 12. His hormones are kicking in in a different way that my younger one is. He's wanting more space now, more privacy. All of these things just kick in with all of the stuff we're doing. When I'm working with corporate, different corporate stresses depends on how your organization is run. With entrepreneurs, it depends. Do you have a product business? Do you have a coaching business? How is your pro- how is your business run? What's your business model like? All of these factors determine how your stress is. I mean, my son was born to me, so they do say some traumas are passed on generation- generationally, of which I am now working on breaking those traumas since I'm learning how to do that, which is another part of burnout. And so we do carry both of those, of which I see signs in him with as well. And we're working on with him, Uh, but he had some of my gut issues. He had some of my skin issues, but his were worse, his skin issues, Uh, moods we did both have, but our stressors were different. I had work stressors. I had had stressors coming from a parent's point of view. He had stressors coming from a child point of view and a highly sensitive child that is sensitive to fabric softeners and itchy tags on clothes and his environment, sounds, noises, all of these things were his stressors. So our stressors are so individual to each of us that there is definitely not a one-size solution that we definitely have to be outside of the box. And if anybody tells you that this is the way to do it, run. (laughs) I'm just going to say that run. Because there isn't just one way, they may be giving one piece of the puzzle, but if they're selling you that that's the whole solution, it's not. I have a huge referral list. I can go to a certain point with gut with you within my certifications, but if we go into testing and um, different supplements, I can absolutely help you understand all the different testing, understand who to go to for gut. If you need to go to those, those extra miles, if you have parasites, um, it really depends on all of the different gut issues going on. Some I am able to do all that's needed to be done, but not all. But we need to work on everything together. Hormones as well. Um, mold, all of these different things. Depends on your genetics as well. If you are a methylator or not, if your body's able to break down um things properly in your body. They're all so different. My specialties because of my background with all of the, my background started off with massage therapy, sports rehab, working with the whole body, um, my exercise, nutrition, all of that. So I, I can dive deep into exercise, nutrition, the nervous system, which is a huge foundational piece to being able to start controlling your stress system. We have guys who first responders who their stress systems we're so on fire. We're so overpowering their resting system that in therapies, they could not make headway because they could not even get into a slight resting state where their body could start big picture thinking that they were in such a fight or flight state. They could not make it through PTSD treatments that once I started working on their nervous system and getting that calmed, 
then they were able to make progress in their PTSD treatments. Um, I'm really good at linking things of really taking a look at you and looking at this whole picture of everything and finding out, okay, where are your big triggers? Where should we be working on with you first? And where do we need to bring in specialists or where can I do this within my scope of practice with sleep? Um, I'm, I'm, I'm great with helping to work on your sleep as well and teaching you how to monitor your own stressors so that you can start taking action for this. You can start directing this, but we need to think outside the box. Being in the box is not going to help us. I mean, I've dealt with this as well with my son, the, our school system. I don't believe that every single child of one age group has the same interest in a subject. They have the same learning style. They have the same level of abilities um, as far as how they take in the information or where they are in that subject. Some kids may be so high in one subject, but really low in another one. Like, I don't believe that spending your day with 30 kids and expecting to be an extrovert if you're an introvert is, is great for you either. That the changes I've seen in my son since bringing him home and homeschooling him, um, he now is able to go and do activities and play in sports that he wasn't able to do because he had zero bandwidth when he got home from school. None. He had he did not have the ability to stay calm. His stress system was so taxed from all of the chaos of school, which does not work with his introverted nature. And he also is a 2E child. So in grade three, he tested grade eight level math, but he can't write more than a sentence by hand because his brain is going so fast from his processing speed and he has dysgraphia. Um, so we needed to really think outside the box in order for him to do courses, moving him online and having him type everything instead of writing was a game changer. So thinking outside the box on so many things, that's what I do. That's who I am. That's how I am. I don't work in a box. And that is how I've found the best way to get out of burnout. Shoot, working with first responders. Oh man, the things that are thrown at them all the time. The shift works, the different shifts, not knowing what happens on shift, the, the stressors are unbelievable. What's happening in their services, the way services are run is often so dysfunctional and being able to try to figure out how to get them to work in a dysfunctional environment and take off the stress for them means we really need to think outside the box. So I am not in a box. And ever since I own up to that more as well, so much stress has been taken off of my plate. That's who I am. I am me, unapologetically me. And if you are interested in working with somebody who is outside of the box, who doesn't do things the traditional way, but has a lot of experience and success working with burnout and getting people out of burnout, then there is a link below that you can book a call with me and uh, we can chat, figure out if we are a good fit to work with one another and move forward with those steps if we are. If we're not, I will help you with 
lots of different referral sources that I do have in order to find the best fit for you. We also have a new Facebook page for the Burnout Expert Podcast, where I will be posting the episodes, what the episodes are about, and time to time, I'll just pop in there and do some other things. Maybe I can share my screen and stuff with some of the really cool stuff that I'm tracking on my stress markers myself and showing you how that works out um, in the real world, how that really does help my burnout, all kinds of things I can throw up in there that I am doing to work on stress, to help things out. Um, so if you'd like, you can join that. The link is below there. And if you're in burnout, if you're experiencing it, if you have seen the specialist, if you have done what we say are all the things that you can think of and you haven't been able to get out of burnout, no, you aren't alone. I've been there. It was over 20 years of me in that state and that I had actually given up until my son needed my help and my mama bear came out again. It can feel defeating. It is, it's hard when you're seeing people working out and pushing hard and you want to be working out and pushing your body and doing these things. And you can't, your body keeps crashing. You keep getting more exhausted. The brain fog increases, your moods increase. And life is just so hard. No, you aren't alone. I've got your back. Reach out. I am here to help. You are definitely not alone. <laughs>